0: Welcome to Wake Up in Praise. I'm your host, Ashley Elizabeth. This is episode two of our new podcast series, and I'm so glad that you're here to listen today. So this week, I just want to jump right in. This week, we're going to be talking about kindness, charity, and compassion. Galatians 5, we're going to open here with verses 13 through 15. It says, "'For you, brethren, have been called to liberty.'" Only do not use liberty as an opportunity for the flesh, but through love serve one another. For all the law is fulfilled in one word. Even in this, you shall love your neighbor as yourself, but if you bite and devour one another, beware, lest you be consumed by one another. And that's talking about bickering and strife. And when it says you, it also means and refers to the gathering, which refers to the church. So what are we learning here in Galatians 5, 13 through 15? Well, it's talking about free will. The word of God is is telling us, right, that we have been called to liberty, which is another word for freedom. And it says, don't use that freedom as an opportunity to allow the flesh to rise up, right? To act through the flesh, to see things through the eyes of our flesh, but to use it through love to serve one another. Praise the Lord. Love your neighbor as yourself. Okay, well, you might be asking yourself, why is it that we are talking about this topic today? Well, I'm so glad you asked. Honestly, and even this is also the reason why I'm posting a little bit later in the week than last week, where we we posted on Tuesday. Um, But this is really coming in response to a lot of different posts that I've seen on social media this week specifically around the Supreme Court's decision to overturn Roe versus Wade. Um there's just been a lot of different things posted, many people sharing their opinions, their feelings on social media. And there was something very specific that was shared. Um, and it was around Proverbs 2115 and I saw a lot of Christians posting this, you know, saying, you know, we rejoice over Roe versus Wade. I never thought this day would come, as an example. And then they shared this scripture, Proverbs twenty one, fifteen. It says, whenever justice is done, it is a joy to the righteous, but terror to evildoers. And I'll be honest with you, you know, I obviously I don't agree with abortion and I stand for life. However, I also stand for compassion. And I believe that what we put out there, what we speak, what we share, what we post, what we write, what we reshare from someone else's words as well. Sometimes we just reshare posts on social media. It's an extension of our character, right? We're, we're showing the world who we are, what we believe. And the way in which some of these posts that I've seen this week have kind of been written and the way that scripture has been almost like jammed in people's faces and what do I mean by that well okay Proverbs 21 15 is it a great scripture yes does it talk about God's justice yes but then saying that his justice is a terror to evildoers in the context of Roe versus Wade it's basically calling anybody that's had an abortion an evildoer first of all There's no condemnation in Christ Jesus. So any woman who has had an abortion and maybe has, you know, gone to the Lord about it and wrestled it out with him and, you know, whatever, found that repentance, whatever it might be, for whatever reason she's had one, right? Not our business, her business. If she's gone to the Lord and repented, well, there's forgiveness there. So who are we to then jam that back in her face, right? God doesn't wipe our sins back in our face. So there's a way in which to say things that shows compassion and shows kindness to one another. Again, maybe you agree with the decision of overturning Roe versus Wade and you're like, I'm rejoicing in this, that's wonderful, but not everybody needs to hear your opinion. And I think too many times we end up just posting and sharing things out of a place of emotion with a lack of compassion, empathy, kindness or understanding for anybody else around us. We just assume that we're right. And honestly, that's a work of the flesh. It is self-righteousness. It's something that as people we wrestle with every single day. And again, what you put out there, your words can be like honey to attract other people, or they can turn people off, right? Especially if you're rubbing somebody's face in something. And so I do not agree with posts like that. In fact, I think when we're feeling a certain way, we should pray. Bring it to the Lord. And hey, if you were rejoicing over the decision, then go give God some praise for it in private. It doesn't need to be shared on social media, and we certainly shouldn't word things in a way that condemn anybody else. You know, as I'm talking to you, I'm reminded of the woman who was caught in the act of adultery in John 8, right? The self-righteous Pharisees, they, they basically brought this woman who was caught in the act of adultery, which was a crime that would have been um, punished by stoning, right? She would have been stoned to death. It's a terrible way to go. So they drag her in the middle of, of these crowds of people that have gathered to watch her be condemned, and under the letter of the law, she had every right to be condemned. She was guilty as charged. So they brought her right in front of Jesus And they were testing Jesus, right? And they wanted Jesus to condemn her. But instead of Jesus even saying anything in the midst of all this commotion, he bent down, he wrote something in the sand. And then I'm paraphrasing, but said something to the effect of, let him who knows no sin, who has no sin, right, amongst his heart or hasn't done anything, cast the first stone. And then they leave one by one. And then Jesus asks her, where are your condemners, those who have accused you? And she basically is like, they're not here. And he says, neither do I condemn you. Jesus didn't condemn the woman, even though she deserved to be condemned. So who are we to put a label on one another? And there are various reasons for why, speaking about this hot button topic of abortion, women have had abortions. And quite frankly, it's none of our business. That's the truth. That is the truth, right? And it's also not our business to be judging one another. I mean, where is the compassion In that, regardless of what you believe or how right you are or think you are, where is our compassion? Then I was reading in Zechariah chapter 7, where the Jews were asking if they should continue to observe fasting now that the temple was almost rebuilt. This was as they were coming out of that 70 years um, of captivity when Babylon would come in to the city and would take the city and would burn down the temple. And so I'm just going to give you a little bit of context here. Um, but if you read about it, basically they're they're asking, do we need to continue to fast on the fifth and seventh months? And so they would fast on the fifth month because it was in the fifth month that the Babylonians came and burned down the temple and took over the city. They destroyed Jerusalem. It would have been around 586 BC. So while the exiled Jews, while they were exiled for that 70 years, they adopted this practice of fasting and mourning the fifth month of every year. And they did that to remember the sin that had led to the destruction. So here they are asking this question, and there's a response here, and I want to read about it in Zechariah chapter 7, starting in 8. Then the word of the Lord came to Zechariah, saying, "'Thus has the Lord of hosts said, "'Dispense true justice and practice kindness "'and compassion to each other, "'and do not oppress or exploit the widow or the fatherless, "'the stranger or the poor, "'and do not devise or even imagine evil in your hearts "'against one another. "'But they refused to listen and pay attention "'and turned a stubborn shoulder.'" means they stiffened themselves in resistance and stopped up their ears. They had made their hearts hard like flint so that they could not hear the law and the words which the Lord of hosts had sent by His Spirit through the former prophets. Therefore, great wrath came from the Lord of hosts. They didn't want to listen. And what was God saying in response? This was in regard to fasting and in regard to their question. Well, basically, the people would rather fast a few more days a year instead of treating others in a godly way. Well, instead of fasting, God wanted from them honesty, kindness, and compassion. And I'm going to tell you today, friends, that God wants honesty, kindness, and compassion from us. The New Testament says over and over again that Jesus was moved with compassion, He was moved with compassion when he saw the crowds, he felt for them and how they were like lost sheep. He was moved with compassion to feed, right, the the 3,000, the 5,000. He was moved with compassion to raise the dead and to heal the sick. And when we think about compassion, that's something that comes from the inside, right? It was like on the inside of Jesus, he felt for them. He basically is really understanding where they're coming from. And he's, he's responding to them in a way that is so empathetic. And he's helping them. And I think about us as believers today and how important it is for us to have compassion, to even have compassion for those that we don't agree with, even on hot-button topics and issues, right? We can be so quick to be unempathetic and unapologetic for how we're feeling, and then we back it up and try to justify it with Scripture, Listen, that's not right. In fact, I want to share with you something else here. It's in Matthew chapter 23, and I believe I have the amplified version. It says, and this is Jesus's words. Woe to you, self-righteous scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for you give a tenth of your mint and dill and cumin, focusing on minor matters, and have neglected the weightier, more important moral and spiritual provisions of the law, justice and mercy and faithlessness, Faithfulness, sorry. But these are the primary things you ought to have done without neglecting the others. You spiritually blind guides who strain out a gnat, consuming yourselves with minuscule matters, and swallow a camel, ignoring and violating God's precepts. Listen, people matter. And this was something that the Pharisees didn't understand. The law existed so that justice and mercy and faithfulness Right could exist and could be done, and yet they did not care what they had to say or how they did it. It was all about sticking to the letter of the law at the expense of people. They missed the point. Kind of like sharing Proverbs 21:15. Whenever justice is done, it is a joy to the righteous, but terror to the evildoers. In the midst of this topic, right, talking about Roe versus Wade and abortion, it's like you know missing the point here. Where's the compassion? Where's the empathy? Where's the understanding? And again, I'm not for abortion. I'm not, so I don't want you to label me as that or hear me as that, but what I am saying is that regardless of how you feel, what you say has weight and matters. Matters. Don't use your words to condemn, whether it's written words or reshares or the things that you say. Don't use it to rub anything in anyone's face, right? You don't know where somebody's coming from. Have compassion, right? And sometimes we have to look beyond some things that are going on to truly see people. That's the truth. Well, that's what I felt to share today. I don't want to go on too long with this topic, but I think that everyone gets the point, right? If Jesus was moved with compassion and we are called to be his disciples, right? Be a disciple, make disciples, to be the hands and feet of Jesus, then we need to truly get this. And we need to understand that our words have weight and they have impact. Life and death come out of our mouth. That's the truth. We have the power to speak life or to speak death. And there are some questions that I I wanted to ask, some things to think about here. Instead of just jumping to share whatever it is that we feel without thinking, maybe we should stop and say, you know what, how will my words affect another person? Am I being insensitive? Will my words help, or will they hinder those around me? And is it best maybe just not to say anything at all, and to pray. Some food for thought this morning. Well, I hope that you got something out of this message. I pray that you'll come back and listen week after week. We're going to be doing new episodes, about one a week, maybe twice a week. We'll see kind of how it goes. But this is Wake Up and Praise. I'm your host, Ashley Elizabeth. You're welcome to go to the website, ashleyelizabeth.com, for more information. You're also welcome to join us for live Worship, Prayer, and the Word um, Thursdays on Facebook Live. If you check out Ashley Elizabeth Ministries on Facebook Live, you can come and join us for live Worship prayer in the Word every Thursday morning at 9.30 a.m. Eastern Time. All right, friends, have a blessed day, and remember, choose your words carefully. God bless you, and I'll talk to you next week.